This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose dead father continues to play practical jokes on you, even from beyond the grave. Welcome back to the family burrito. My name is Christine. My sister Jesse and I created this podcast as a way to process all the crazy hauntings and bizarre incidents we encountered after our dad's death. Jesse. What's up? Happy Juneteenth. Oh, shit. <laughs> did I sound like a ghost just now? Did you get scared? No. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. Happy Juneteenth. So what is Juneteenth anyways? It is the week that the slaves in the South found out they were free. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know kind of through my journey that I stopped saying slaves. I say the enslaved people. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind well, of. Do you when you talk about the kids that were made slaves in the Great Depression? Do you talk? Do you say enslaved kids? I don't know where I didn't know there were kids in the Great Depression. I mean, shit, I didn't know there were kid slaves. Yes. I don't know what do you call yes, them, ma'am. They were sold by their parents and they were made slaves. Ooh, for money. Yeah, their parents had no way to like they couldn't afford anything. Mm-hmm. They lost everything, right? So the only asset they had were children and children could be laborers for other people other people Mm -hmm. so yeah they were enslaved do you think that dad would have sold us oh for sure (laughs) uh who do you think he would have sold first you or me um definitely me i talked a lot yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) he could make you shut up (laughs) i feel like he might marry me off he might like sell me for some sort of dowry or something right the goats and whatnot yeah yeah (laughs) pigs definitely for some pigs (laughs) gosh (laughs) yeah because he loved the pig he always talked about how the pig is the smartest animal he just loved pigs that's nuts Mm-hmm. that's insane but yeah that, i mean I, a lot of i mean i know i'm not trying to minimize slavery right. <laughs> i'm just mm-hmm. asking like i mean very i mean like we kind of forget these things you know as time goes on mm-hmm. that kids were also used and still used to this day internationally oh yeah scientology <laughs> i'm thinking about the sweatshops over in, in China or wherever. I don't know. Where where you, I don't know. Yeah, where they make your Gucci bag. Um, but I don't know. Mm. I, I Like, Indonesia? Do they have sweatshop? I think Indonesia, right? I don't know. I thought you just said amnesia. And I was like, do I have amnesia? amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Indonesia. I... <laughs> that was so Did you My... <laughs> know that in, in Indonesia, they, like, just take shits in the river, apparently? Mm. I didn't know this, but... So one of my friends is talking about it. They're like, yeah, I was thinking about traveling there. Mm-hmm. And 
that's just one of the things that I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a very fun river ex- guide <laughs> traveling experience. Um, I don't I wonder if they have one of those like guided things on Airbnb. How Airbnb has not just their Airbnbs, they have Airbnb experiences. Mm. So I wonder if that's on there. Um, I don't know. Mm. Maybe. So have you been doing, well, what's today? Monday. Okay. So I, we recorded, recorded kind of later in the week last week because we had stuff going on. So we usually record on Sundays, but it, you know, it doesn't even matter. Like we just get to it when we get to it, which I love. Like we're very flexible and things like that. And by the way, just so everybody knows, we never plan any of this crap. Like we never plan any anything that we're going to talk about. The only thing we plan is the intro. That's it. We don't even, there's nothing that we even pre-plan or talk about like, Hey, let's talk about this. Like we just go with it. I, which I love. I think it's really cool that we just kind of free flow freestyle. It's all organic, whatever comes up, comes up. Yeah. I think that's one of the fun things about it. Cause I hate scripts. I fuck those up. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> have y'all heard the intro <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I know every time I hear you know it's so funny like when I hear your like you talk about when you do the intro uh, you talk about your part where you yeah. say and my name is Jesse it's so funny you just sound like so depressed and I always think god we should probably change that. and then I go you know what screw it like it doesn't matter nothing has to be perfect you know yeah I mean and some maybe I was depressed maybe I'll just go with the mood you know I don't I don't know I don't know it's like this is going to be an emo show I don't know but <laughs> as, oh my god Jesse you used to be emo I was I was a hardcore kid okay tell everybody about your emo phase like what it, does your hair look like your piercings all that stuff so I had, you know, the swoop bangs mm-hmm. uh, over the right side. I still have that, though. That's never going away. And then I had black hair most of the time or some kind of hair color. And then what else? I had, oh, I had my lip pierced for a while. And I just, I just rocked it, man. I thought I looked like a little boy at some point. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. And Lauren cut my hair one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like a little boy. I was so mad at her. Yeah. <laughs> and Lauren, Lauren was like one of your really good best friends in, in high school. And she died at what age? Of, tell the audience of what age of what? Um, so she passed away at 21. But she was only like tw- two weeks into 21 mm. when she passed away. Wow. But yeah, it was, that was an intense time for sure. But she was like, she, she definitely fucks with me still too, though really tell me oh i i mean every time i see 11 11 i'm like yep i know i mm-hmm. look down because of her you know mm-hmm. and anybody that knows her knows that like uh at her funeral or her uh, life celebration there was monarch butterflies that mm-hmm. just came out of nowhere yeah i remember that and then her mom was like i asked her to come as a butterfly mm. um at the podium but every time i see monarch i see monarch butterflies all the time not mm-hmm. even just like outside i'll just i'll be on my phone and then there's like a monarch butterfly and i'm like that's weird i don't Mm -hmm. know it might not be her but i thought i'm gonna pretend it is (laughs) yeah well yeah i mean yeah i'm i don't i don't necessarily like monarch butterflies but i know definitely like a butterfly in the past i have viewed that as my grandmother lucille um my mom's mom not the crazy racist one on my that's our dad's mom but um 
because I just remember there was this time that um, right when Shane and I first got married and we were broke, we were poor and we were trying to, we had moved to North Carolina cause he was in the army and we had no credit, you know, and I wasn't working and he wasn't really getting a paycheck yet. And um, so we got denied for this apartment cause we were on the list for base housing, but it was going to be like a year wait. And I remember I said, well, let's go up there again to the apartment office and you go in there and ask them if you can, they can just take it out of your check, you know? Um, so I was so anxious about it and he went inside and this, and, and why he was in basic training, my grandmother Lucille had died. So, and there was a whole bunch of stuff about that. That was the first time I ever had someone like come in my dreams and come talk to me, you know, that had passed, but yeah. Anyways, um, and she also had come to visit. I was living with, with my friend Angela in an apartment, sleeping on her floor because my mom had kicked me out. And, um, you know, I'd rather sleep on the floor of my friend's apartment than live with my mother in a three-bedroom home, you know, because she was so awful to me. But so we're waiting. So Shane's inside waiting to talk to the apartment people. And I'm sitting in the car and I was like, Grandma, show me a sign that it's going to be okay. And right when I said that, I yellow butterfly came in front of my um, windshield of my car. And one of the things that I took of my grandmother's after she passed was this big, huge butterfly um, bag, his cute bag and has butterflies all over it. And she, and, but I took a butterfly figurine thing. There was like several butterflies, things of hers that I took, um, you know, with me that, that my step grandpa said I could have, you know? So, so in that moment, you know, and then, as soon as the butterfly flew off, Shane came out and he said, we got approved. And I was just so happy. And, and so I've had many incidences like that where I like, please show me a sign, you know, and now I just have butterflies slam into my face. Like, it's <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Like literally, cause you know how like finding feathers is like, you know, a, a sign from, you know, you're protected. It's people from beyond the grave on the other side, you know, the vent is, the veil is very thin, but you know, they leave you feathers to show you, you know, you're on the right path. Or if I'm going through a hard time, like, you know, I'm like, I need a feather today and get a feather. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, pulling into my garage and I got this um, thing on my phone that was like a reminder of this podcast recording that I was doing with that podcaster in Atlanta. And right as I'm pulling in, you know, the garage door is opening, right as I'm pulling in, I see something in the middle of the garage floor. And I'm like, what is that? Is that a feather? And sure enough, it was the biggest freaking brown. It looked like this ombre feather. I was like, what in the hell? So that's awesome. I pick up the feather. I park my car. I put the feather down and I go to let my dog out. And right as I'm going around the corner, a butterfly slams in my face. And I'm just like, I love my life. You know, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, that's really cool that you, you still are connected to her. Um, I remember when she died, I don't know if you remember like that, where was that huge L in the sky? I just sent you that picture and there was like a huge L and I just thought that was so cool. Um, oh yeah. I forgot about that. <clears throat> I just, that was so, yeah, a lot of that stuff is just so like squished together. Cause it happens. Like we knew that she was going to die, but like we were all denying it. <laughs> yeah yeah because she had cancer right and she'd survived it the first time right yeah it was, well the, she had survived it twice mm. 
And then she got it a third time and it metastasized in her lungs, you know, to that, that grapefruit size, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like the doctors literally gave her like 20 minutes to live at that point. They're like, if you don't start emergency chemo right now, like you're going to die, dude. Mm. Well, she didn't want to lose her beautiful blonde locks, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was convinced otherwise, I believe by Corey Daniels. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mention her last name because I don't think she'd give a but mm-hmm. <laughs> um she probably love it <laughs> she mm-hmm. was, uh, ha- look at me up on instagram uh, yeah anyway, <laughs> just like, catch loves, me outside <laughs> she loves that girl loves attention anyway yeah so uh lauren um i think was convinced by Corey, and um she was like uh uh you know your hair will grow back but you won't kind of type shit right mm-hmm. lauren gets the chemo emergency chemo and like she ended up living for like eight eight months or so mm-hmm. I think, after the fact, and then um, but yeah, she passed away twenty minutes before a mid uh, a midterm I had, mm. and I remember walking up to um, my professor who also lost his son from melanoma, mm. and I was like, man, I just lost my best friend from from cancer, and uh, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do on this test. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, it's okay. Just remember your final can also, if it's like high, higher than your midterm grade, will replace your midterm grade, your final. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, rock on, you know. And so I took the test, whatever. I don't even remember taking the test. And I just like was ready to leave. But he comes up to me and he was like, how are you doing? Mm. And I was like, oh, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's going to take a while to answer. And he was like, well, just remember that there's no right way to deal with death. Oh my god! And um, that changed my like that literally helped so much. <laughs> yeah, because like having to deal with your own son's death, mm-hmm. it's just really sad. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, well, and grief is interesting because it does it does interesting things to your brain, does funny things to your brain, and um, you know, I just there's just I mean there's so many different stories I could go on and on about just with dad's death alone um you know he just all the stuff that you know happens in my house you know being haunted and you know I've never I've never like seen a shapeshifter before but I definitely saw him shapeshifting in my room one night um my cat was freaking the f out too it was crazy but um you know he's he's still up to his shenanigans it's it's interesting um it almost feels like to it's like certain parts of the year like this is you know kind of around the time I mean he was let dead he died in March you know but he was still I could still feel his presence you know from the time he died and then kind of towards the end of the summer is when I kind of started I guess would say around September is kind of when I started feeling him kind of slip away I guess is the word you know his energy but I can feel that it's back a little bit so I don't know if you've had any shenanigans going on with your electricity or anything like that going on but no dad hasn't said dick I've cussed him out so many times and I told him to leave me the fuck alone Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like I will not ever forgive you um you're a piece of shit and you're probably a piece of shit soul and I don't mm-hmm. want you around me and yeah because I yeah. don't fucking like him and uh that's just not gonna change but well, I mean, sorry go ahead what 
Oh, I was just gonna say, but however, um, maybe well, I mean, it might change one day, but I'm just like, I, there's a lot of things that he he had more time to fuck up. Like my mom, I can forgive her easier because she didn't totally fuck everything up. But now she's like, she always she's so on and off too. You know, she's so fucking nuts. My mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like fuck her too. You know, fuck both both of them. <laughs> yeah so what i know this morning you and i were texting you said something what was going on with your mom so um basically i had i had made a joke and she told me that and the, oh, and i'll just tell you the joke it was that i ate poop mm-hmm. i was like hey mom i have a confession i eat poop to do fecal transplant uh-huh and i thought it was funny yeah <laughs> you know and she said Jesse, you need to uh, grow up. You're immature. Don't have kids, and you're on drugs. I'm assuming y'all. This was her text message, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. And what did you? How did you respond to her? <clears throat> I was going to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided to say. You don't have a right to have an opinion about my life. Mm. And she blew up. She freaked out. What did she say? Oh, I don't know. I blocked her. Oh, my goodness. I just did. I'm done. Yeah. She always has some hateful fucking shit to say. Like, she's the, she can be the sweetest person, but then she's the most hateful fucking human ever. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, she again is a hypocrite like i said in the last episode like mm-hmm. she'll she'll she's insane dude she thinks she's perfect but talk about a fucking narcissist <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah she does not ever see what she did wrong and then um i get a text at 4 a.m from my stepdad um basically like um telling me off and i was like bro listen oh so 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 who's immature now right yeah, and I told him, I was like, bro, listen, if I were to write this to Lifetime, like my my childhood to Lifetime, mm-hmm. the audience would not be a fan of hers. <laughs> mm-hmm. That That's what you said? Yeah. I love it. And what did he say? He didn't reply. Did he even get it? Yeah, he got it. He didn't block I, me. Yeah. But that was a fucked up thing because I even told him Happy Father's Day yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then he had a, he was like, thank you. But I heard da 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 da. Okay, so he didn't mean the thank you because he then he because he said but I right. right. And I was like, dude, I, and I even told him because I went I sent I sent a bunch of text messages even though he didn't really respond. Mm-hmm. I sent a bunch because I I just went off and I basically was like nobody's the victim in the situation. Oh, because he said my mom was crying, and I was like. Nobody's the victim in this situation. I'm a grown-ass woman. You're a grown-ass okay, woman. Okay, this is where you ask, are there tears really coming out? She's a freaking bitch. Okay, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. Because people can act like they're crying, but if they don't have tears coming out, they're not really crying. So that's what you ask first. Are there tears actually coming out? Yeah. Well, go, I, go look and tell, get back to me. I just told her, I just told him, I was like, if you believe she's actually the victim, then you're dumber than I thought. Mm. Nobody's the victim in that situation. I'm a grown-ass woman that yeah. acts like a child. I 
definitely have said this a thousand times. Yeah. My mom just doesn't like my personality. Well, here's the deal. Okay. Here is the deal. This is where, where I'm triggered. Okay. This woman we have, and we've actually been talking about this recently. So this is very, you know, nothing's an accident, right? She didn't even go to court. She didn't even go to court to fight for you. And she's lied about all that too. Right. And, so, and you know the truth and she knows that you know the truth, right? And you know that she knows that you know the truth, right? And so for her to say you're immature, don't you're on drugs, don't have children. I mean, obviously she's projecting, right? Yeah, and I was like, I even told her, I was like, uh, the only person that shouldn't have a kid was you, dude. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's like, when people attack you, they're talking about themselves. Like, they're talking about themselves. Yeah, but doesn't mean I have to put up with it anymore. And I'm like, this is the thing. She always, she does this shit off and on. Like, your mom, dude. Yeah. Off and, and on. Off and and let me, and, and also, Jesse, the fact that it's Father's Day, it's, that's no accident. Because narcissists do not do well around holidays. They don't do well around other people's birthdays. They don't do well around um, people's death. So like, so when somebody dies, let's say you're, cause if you're with a narcissist, let's say you're dating a narcissist or whatever, you're, you're referred to as a narcissistic supply. Okay. So you're the mm-hmm. supply. You're the one that the narc is getting all their, they're feeding all the stuff off of you. You're considered the supply. So let's say I'm the narcissist narcissistic supply I used to be used to be my mother's okay and you know how dad died she could not stand that that I were people were supporting me she could not stand that I was grieving him and that's why she attacked me that's why she said that I was a selfish person for grieving my dad's death because Jesse he didn't even pay child support and he's she's the one that bought me all the pretty dresses like still your dad like i'm still gonna agree like I, right right yeah, because a- that's that's how but see yesterday you said yesterday was father's day and so her husband was probably getting attention right yeah. and here you say something and did you so it doesn't matter but you you know you said something to her and so this was her way to get attention now she's crying and now we're not thinking about father's day anymore because now we're thinking about terry how terry's the victim right yeah no it's it's definitely it it is a holiday now right it's like literally a federal holiday today Mm -hmm. and she's like oh make it about me right well and it's the fact that yesterday was father's day and that's her holiday right right right? it's the fact that it was father's day and her spouse was getting all the attention right i guarantee you she starts shit on his birthday as well the day around before after like narcissists they want they're purposely make it miserable for everyone you can't have any fucking fun yeah no for sure that's the thing she like if you talk to anybody about that situation they're going to be like your mom got mad about poop yeah yeah that's 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 a joke yeah yeah (laughs) well and it's not even that she got mad what she said was really mean that verbal judo it's very very mean she threw a jab and another jab and then a cross to end it she said so the fact that saying that you shouldn't have children and, and, and she's talking about herself. She should never have had children. Right. Like right. he's the one that's immature. I don't know. He's if your mom the one did. on drugs. Yeah. And she shouldn't have children. So it's like, 
those things that she that's I mean definitely about her but yeah I mean the thing with narcissists like they never change so narcissism by the way narcissistic disorder is completely um underdiagnosed you know why because narcissists never get help they never take accountability it's always someone else's fault like yeah I have a friend of mine whose whose husband they had gone to counseling one time and then he got fired from the counseling because he said we wouldn't have marriage problems only if she would lose weight if she would lose weight we wouldn't have any marriage problems so and then so wow. then also, yeah and then I so, would feed him rat poison yeah but but oh but he's got bipolar Jesse so he you know we got to feel sorry for him so that's how it works right so so he's got bipolar and so we can't we can't he can't accept any accountability for saying those mean things because he's got a mental illness which is bullshit so anyways um well yeah. that that's just hateful though mm-hmm. yeah right 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 that's so not that's even... the, yep so but that's what narcissists do they they per they, it's purposeful it's not you know most of us we do things unconsciously like you know me i don't know dating an alcoholic before in the past that was me trying to heal my father wounds right so so we a lot of us do things unconsciously we're not even aware but narcissists that's purposeful they purposely do stuff and so and they, do they purpose- like sit on the toilet and just contemplate how they're going to ruin your day. No, not, not necessarily. Um, but you know, if they start feeling like everyone's someone else is getting more attention then so they have like, there's four stages of it actually. And there's this one stage where they get bored. So, so what's going to happen with your mom, with your mom, Jesse, because it, this is how narcissists work. You cut them off. Right. And then what she's probably going to do is she's going to smear your name to everybody. Okay. That's how they, they, oh, she already started. Yeah. Yeah. And that is for my sister's wedding. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's actually, there's a term it's called flying monkeys. So what she's going to do is start talking shit about you to everyone. And then you're going to have people that you've never had issue with. Now they're going to be like acting weird towards you. And they're called, those are the flying monkeys. Okay. And then in about three and four months, she's going to get bored and then she's going to start the stage all over again. It's called love bombing where she's going to at how, so this is, this is how, and this, especially with women, nar- nar- narcissists, they go, they go, just checking in with you, checking on you. That's how they do it. They'll message you on Facebook. It's my mom does just message, check in on you. And then you're like, oh yeah, I've been so busy at work. So what they're looking for is any information they can use to manipulate you. Right. Anything. I gave her ammo and she used it. Like, you know, that joke. She used that joke. She, and this is what everybody's saying. Because my little sister is getting married, she wanted me to be uninvited before I was even invited. Oh, and now your sister's getting married. So now everybody's paying attention to your sister. Do you see how this is all working? Oh, my younger sister, Adriana, who's also a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. And, and also too, the reason why narcissism is so underdiagnosed, because like I said, number one, they never admit to anything. And number two, if they were to do psychological testing, they would lie on it. So yeah. And that's the thing But you can, you can clearly see when, so I don't want to like my little sister's young, like she's still Mm -hmm. 21. She's only 21. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like what a baby. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that she is, but she was raised by one, a manipulating yeah. Well, well, person. and also, and, and narcissistic mothers, they're notorious for pitting the siblings against each other. Notorious. Right. It's, well, I'll, I'll, like, I already told all my siblings, I was like, dude, I will always come to the rescue. Whenever you call me, I will always come there. No matter 
what the argument is, whatever dumb shit's going on, I will always be there for you because we shared the same dumbass fucking parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, like, and, you know, that's the thing. Like, I, like, I will always try my best to be a good sibling, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, I'm, not, I'm also not, like, their caretaker either. So all yeah. my siblings know that, like, don't ask me for shit. Like mm-hmm. it was as far as like, hey Jesse, can I move to Colorado? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I cannot. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 habla. <laughs> uh, 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 this, mi casa is not your casa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ain't gotta go home to your casa, but you gotta get out of this casa. <laughs> but I will always like support them. Otherwise, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be used as a as a, a doormat but also i'm not going to be used as somebody's like punching bag right you know like we as a society like we're already so mean to everybody else i'm like why are we also mean to our fucking family too jesus christ well it's it's you know family cycles of of abuse and and the I one mean, unless they suck right <laughs> well i mean the thing is, is we you and i you and I see these things, like we see these things. And so we're cycle breakers. We're cycle starters, you know, so we're, we're breaking cycles in our family. We can see it. We point it out. We're direct and transparent and point out the stuff, you know? So, and I, there was that lady that was on my podcast and she said that, um, she has the one on her podcast talking about trauma, the trauma she had in childhood. And the lady wrote a book and stuff about her childhood. And she said, I was made to be uncomfortable my whole life. I was made to be uncomfortable during my entire childhood. Now it's time for other people to be uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. And that, I mean, you have to care about other people's feelings, but you have to care about yours first. Right. Correct. Yeah. And that's what I do. Like, you know, is what are my needs? What are my, what's my priority? And I do apologize to people if I feel like I did something that was douchey. Mm-hmm. Or could have been done a different way, and I notice it because mm-hmm. um, I'm not perfect, so I don't always notice it. But if I do notice it, I'm like, yeah, I'm real. I'm sorry about that. I feel like a douche, man. Um, and I know that's more like to make myself feel better. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, but, I'm tired of yawning. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I wasn't bored by your trauma. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, it's okay. But yeah, I just, I just noticed that. You know, I've like I do it for myself, but I also do it for them too, so they know that like. I'm thinking of their feelings as right. well. Right, because you're empathic. And that's the thing with narcissists. They're not empathic. They they don't they're they don't care about anyone else's feelings. You know, their their job, their thing is to, and to create confusion. So it's like they 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 do this thing where you they hurt your feelings and then you say something about it and then they act like you're crazy. And so then you get confused because you start questioning, am I crazy? Did I really imagine this? And it's all for fun and games with them. It's all for them to not take accountability. You know, they'll say things like, you're crazy. Or one thing they'll say is, "Um, you're remembering it wrong, you know, or you're so sensitive, you know. Do you think that maturity helps with that too? Like a mature narcissist will know that they're just being an asshole? A narcissist, doesn't matter whether they're immature or mature, they are, they are messed up people. Like they will never change. Like their brain is just fucked. Yeah, their 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 ego, the core of them, 
is purely broken and they will never get help. They will never change. They will never take accountability. And that's the thing with narcissists is that what happens is, is we get in like with my mother, like for years, the way she conditioned me. So my brain literally would produce chemicals like I was on drugs. Okay. So, so what happens is she loves bomb, love bombs me. Oh, here's Christmas. Here's your gifts, you know? And I'm like, Oh, look, she's being nice. And so I let my guard down. But the whole time she's watching my body language, she's watching my reactions, she's listening to the words that I'm saying about whoever and whomever so that she can use it later as a weapon. So all for gain and manipulation. And so then they do this thing called the disregard phase. Now they're all of a sudden won't talk to you, give you the silent treatment. Um, like when she deleted me off Facebook, what, like three times, you know? Yeah. And then, so then she, then they does a smear campaign where she goes and tries to become friends with all my friends and talk trash about me. So, and so then it starts all over again because they get bored. They, they've had their fun. She and even so tried to talk shit about me too. <laughs> Yeah. And so then what happens is, okay, so, so here we are, the narc supply, the impasse, right? So we're, we're devastated. Meanwhile, they're not devastated whatsoever. They're having fun. They're smiling, actually. It doesn't seem like it, but they're smiling. So, so then we're like, okay. And then once we kind of start licking our wounds, you know, and we're like, finally kind of, you know what, I'm actually okay. I don't really need that person. Well, then they come back and do the love bombing thing. And then your brain again starts producing chemicals like you're on drugs and you go, oh, maybe they've changed. And here we are back in the damn cycle again, yeah. the, tra- the trauma bond, you know? And that's the thing. I never thought she was going to change. You know, I knew my mom was a psycho fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever expect, and she's also really fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes I think she's so dumb that she doesn't realize what she's doing is mean. Yeah. And so I give her the benefit of the doubt a lot of that time. But now, yeah, now I'm just like, bro, you're, yeah, you're insane. But this is the thing. Last year around April, May, yeah, May, uh, my brother came to visit and um, I texted her. I called her about Dakota because I was worried about my little brother. Well, I was worried about the little girl he was seeing, you know, he's still mm-hmm. seeing her. So she seems okay now, but I don't know. You know, these new bitches though, gotta watch out. <laughs> so, um, well, she had a kid. Well, she has a kid. So I was just like, are we sure about this girl kind of thing? And I was worried about Dakota. Try not to judge him from afar, but judging him from afar. Mm-hmm. And, um, I called my mom, not having not talked to her for a long time because of a, another fight mm-hmm. that happened that it's total misunderstanding mm-hmm. um i called her and i was like hey it's jesse um i just have a question you know and i asked her and then we made up right mm-hmm. and so almost a year later she she finds ammo she she found that ammo to shoot at me with because she also was like you're on drugs oh and then she said after that she said I was, Adriana was talking about having her wedding in Colorado. I'm going to tell her that's a bad idea now. Yeah. Just because of a poop joke. So, no, no, no. It's not, it's nothing to do with your poop joke. So, narcissists, they do this thing called triangulation. So, it's like, this is what my mom would do with me, my brother, and myself, my older brother, that who. Because my whole life, I thought the reason why my mom and I had problems was because of my brother. And it wasn't him. It was all her. They do this thing called triangulation. 
when I would call her out on something, she would say, even your brother understands. Okay. My brother knew she was fucking nuts. Okay. People at my brother's memorial were coming up to me and was like, your brother wanted your mom to go to rehab because she was addicted. She's addicted to pills. Like I would, and I would never dare say anything like that to her because, and I wouldn't, and she even asked me when I got back to the table, what were those girls talking to you about? I was like, I'm not talking, telling her because she'll, what she'll do is she'll take that information and go attack them. And then those people will be mad at me. Right. I know better. I know. Right. Her, I know her pattern. So, so her saying, I'm going to tell her that's a bad idea. That was purposeful. That's triangulation. That is her trying to create problems between you and your sibling. That's what narcissists do. Narcissistic parents do that. So, well, they suck dick. Yeah. I'm sorry that you're going through that because that's, but I will say though, you know, if she is a narcissist, I mean, when I figured out my mom was, it was the most freeing, healing thing that ever happened in my entire life because when you fit, once you figure that out, you know, because the thing is, is no contact. They don't ever I don't get think better. Mom's smart enough to be that observant of people. But here's the thing: is narcissists like we? They may sound smart, like if you're typical narcissist. My mom is not smart either, Jesse. She's not smart. She's not very smart. But what narcissists can do, like especially like with male narcissists, they sound smart. They do this thing called word salad, where they use a bunch of words that sound like they know what they're talking about. But if you really listen, they don't know fucking shit what they're ta- they don't know what they're talking about. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Oh gosh, yeah. So so My that's what the-, the condescending like. Oh <laughs> that's <not> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what so male narcissists. <laughs> Their male narcissists are well known for like their word salad. They they will use words that sound like, you know, that they're intelligent and they're actually just not, you know. And then females, they they play the more victim. Um, I'm not a dumb role, as I guess you could say. That's so, my mom, dude. She's yeah, fucking yeah. victim, dude, and she always will find ammo to shoot at me with because mm-hmm. she doesn't really want to be in my life. And that's what I've like come to the conclusion. Mm-hmm. She tries to stay face. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's public appearance. Yeah. And so, and it's not just you, it's your other sibling too, right, Sierra? Yeah. She does the same thing to Sierra as well. Like, she talks so much shit about Sierra that our stepdad doesn't even fucking like her. See, and that's the way. And that's the thing. So, here again, because your mother doesn't want to take accountability for abandoning her children, right? She doesn't want to take accountability. So, what we're going to do is we're going to attack them. Okay, they're so on drugs, <laughs> right? And you know, see, look, here's an example how she said, so I guarantee your mom showed him the text. See, she's on drugs, and he went, Oh, yeah, because he's in a fucking trauma bond with your mom. Okay, so he's in his own trauma bond with her. Good luck to you. Um, but um, but it must be that's because that's miserable, it's a miserable life. I it's just a miserable he's life, definitely cheating on her. Yeah, There's yeah, no they've been sleeping in the they haven't been sleeping in the same bed for years. Yeah, and, like I know Robert. I know mm-hmm. how he is, so yeah. I'm not gonna deny it. And he's still like young as fuck. Like yeah, 50. yeah. So men are still very horny at that time. Yeah, and get their dick up. So women typically are starting menopause. And well, um, and then the narcissist too. Honestly, they're sort of almost like asexual. Like in the beginning of your dating one, it they will be your perfect lover, the perfect your soulmate, and then it dies off because they they're not real. They're don't they don't really have an identity. Like they're just they're they are. They don't have a heart. 
Well, and yeah, and two, if they pretend to have, that's why I asked, like, does she have really have tears coming out of her eyes? Because they, because again, they're watching people's body language. And when they kind of know, like, they're getting in hot water where somebody's starting to figure out that maybe they're narcissists, that's when they try to do fake empathy. And if you look at and watch their body language, it's body language they're just copying from you, you know, from, from the person that they're with because they don't, but it doesn't last very long, you know? So it's, it's just very interesting. Oh, and a random thing about narcissists, there was this research thing I was reading a few weeks ago is there was some study done a few years ago that male narcissists, they have a common trait of bushy eyebrows. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, and that's the you know that's one of the things I deal with uh, with my you know job with mm-hmm. mo- mo- fixing motorcycles and stuff. And now it's the season for people to get everything fixed. I get argue like men argue with me about stuff because it's not that they argue with me about stuff because I know that they would argue about that with men. It's mm-hmm. how they argue, like their tone. Yeah, and I'm like, okay you're talking to me like that because you know, I'm not going to punch you in the face like a man would. Mm-hmm. And I told that to somebody the other day mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he, he looked at me and he was like, Hmm, you might be right. And I was like, Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, yeah. Don't be surprised when I punch you in the face, dude. Wow. That's cool. I was just, I was, I was so sick of it. And then I told Michael about it and he was like, yeah, because you're sick of people being condescending to you. Cause he, he hears it. He, he always makes a joke like, okay, lady, because mm-hmm. I constantly get that from men. Okay, mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you okay, lady me again, I will. Right. Your house. Down. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to turn you into a lady. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's the lady now, bitch. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just really funny. Cause Michael one the other day when, um, that guy was arguing with me. He was in the back, just shaking his head, like telling the guy, no, no, don't, don't get her started. Mm-hmm. Because it's not that like, I don't even scream anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause I've, I've learned that people can't understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually started getting quieter and mm-hmm. I'm like, get really close to them. And I'm like, I will literally stab you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, I I've turned, you know what? Psycho mode activated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm spiritual as shit, dude. I'm sweet. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering that time. I think, I don't know if I've talked about this before in an episode, that time that remember you were in town and Anthony was in town and oh, you, yeah. were, you and I were sitting at the next table and we were talking about spirituality and I don't know, finding feathers and crystals and rocks and, and Anthony's like in the background like cleaning the kitchen and what did anthony say and we were both like ready to to me and says next jesse next time and then both of you both of us you and i looked at him like next time what bitch yeah we were about ready to we're about ready to flip the table over and beat his ass like we were like excuse me like but see that's the thing it took us two seconds to like get out that high vibration bitches from fort worth okay like no yeah we're spiritual gangster bitches get it right well well jesse that's all i know i love you i love you too have a great day you too bye (laughs) Ah! <laughs>